Welcome to another episode of the Off Market Operator Podcast. I am your host, Cole Rue Johnson. I have been doing real estate deals off market, direct to seller, and across a variety of different asset classes for, well, I guess, all of my adult life, essentially. And um, in this episode, I'm super excited to bring to you um, a couple core concepts that I found to be true across the four seven-figure businesses that I've now started, bootstrapped, and scaled, and uh, very applicable lessons no matter where you're at in your journey, and they should help you conceptualize what steps you need to take next. So without further ado, as always, let's get right into the show. People don't fail at real estate because they suck. They fail because there's too many ways to succeed. That's why I suggest you focus on the most important skill in all of real estate, which is finding deals. I'm Colbert Johnson, and in this podcast, I share the exact steps I've used to source 400 deals by age 24. This will allow you to do three things, control your deal flow, make unlimited income, and build your empire as an off-market operator. So there are four or five different things, the major themes that I've, I've found um, growing a few different seven-figure companies. And there's there's different plateaus, there's different reasons for failure, and there's different things that I believe have allowed me to do this over and over and over again. And the first thing that I always tell people I work with one-on-one or in any of our programs or that I meet at events where I'm speaking or in the DMs is that the answer is not different businesses um, for, mo- for most people. And let me explain. A lot of people online are talking about how different vehicles are the reason that people are successful or not. And, you know, people jump from wholesaling in in this industry, they jump from wholesaling to flipping, to development, um, to Airbnb, to Section 8. There's a million innovations to sub to. There's a million different ways to make money. And that's why one of my core sayings is most people don't fail in real estate because they suck. They don't work hard enough. They're not knowledgeable enough. It's because there's too many ways to succeed. And they never really crack the code on one thing, which is focus. And in an age of social media and in an age of you know, addiction and age of um, ultra luxury and accessibility. Um, focus is the superpower. Focus is the highest leverage thing that you can work on, the highest, the most important skill, especially if you're a knowledge-based worker, which if you're listening to this podcast, you most likely are mostly a knowledge-based worker. Um, you're not out there, you know, delivering newspapers or working on HVAC systems. If you're watching this show right now, you know, you're putting in the work behind the computer a lot of the time or you're out meeting clients. And, um, the reason I say an, another business isn't, isn't the answer is because of the fact that the same exact theme that's causing you friction in the current business you're facing is going to cause you friction in the next business. And usually what happens around you know a zero to a million dollars a year in revenue is you're focused on product. So you're bootstrapped, you're very much a cowboy, and you and your partner or you and your, you know, your small team or you yourself, you're focused on product. What I mean by that is you're focused on your offer and you're focused on getting revenue in the door. And that's important because, you know, revenue does solve all problems for an early stage startup. And if you're just new at wholesaling, you, you got to think of yourself like like an early stage startup. And so revenue is important and this phase is important, but you're focused on product. And um, selling your product, if your offer is wholesaling, sub to innovation, fix and flip development, whatever you are doing, you are so focused on product and bringing the first revenue in the door. You know, you're a hustler, you're, you're pretty much working a high paying job. And although you might be making more money. You're grinding. You know, these, this is where you hear about burnout. This is where you hear about people working 14, 15, 16 hour days um, is that they're in this this phase of they have to bring revenue in the door to pay their bills, to feed their family and, uh, you know, get off the ground, which is awesome. What tends to happen around a million dollars a year in, in most businesses, sometimes this, this can be a million to three million a year, um, depending on what the product is, how expensive the product is, is people come to me or I hear them talk about, I feel stuck. This is where they talk about, I can't get out of the day to day. 
I can't, I can't figure out how to not work nine different jobs and wear eight different hats at the same time. They're frustrated. Their emotions toward their business are frustration. Um, they're not clear. They're um, on the verge of giving up. And this is oftentimes kind of coincides what I call the valley of despair, um, right? Where in any business, you have um, uninformed optimism, you have informed pessimism, you have the valley of despair, then you have informed optimism, and optimism, then you have scale up. And for a lot of people, um, the value of despair isn't when they're first starting and failing. That's more of informed pessimism. The value of despair is more, I can't figure out how to get past this first roadblock. And the first roadblock, the first theme you're going to have to solve in any business is how to build an organization. Okay. To go to from one to th- one million to three million, um, really it's from one million to the three to five million range. You have to fo- focus on how to build an organization. Okay. Um, and there's a couple key components of that. And I've learned in every single business, it's pretty much the same. Okay. You need your core team members. So you need to go back and listen to my episodes about hiring, about onboarding, about becoming a leader, but you need to focus on, um, you know, building that core team at three to $5 million a year. So you're no longer focused on product. You're focused on building an organization that can then do deals. So if you're a wholesaler, for example, now you go from, you know, you're calling sellers all day, you're working the title and escrow to you're building an organization. That means people, that means hiring people, delegating processes, systems, and data. Okay, there's a couple of different departments that you have to measure and reflect on as you go from product to um, what some people refer as scale-up, but it's really product to organization. And the first one is marketing. Do you have enough leads coming in the door? How can you build a system and a process around your marketing um, to, to do that? And a lot of people say, oh, I'm going to go hire someone to handle my marketing. And the best way I've found to release pressure from an organization or release the valve a little bit is fraction, on a fractional basis. So a fractional CMO or someone that's very good at marketing who can work for you on a fractional hourly basis to come in and streamline your online presence, your Google reviews, your Yelp reviews, your social media accounts. And they can be a fractional resource to you um, to help release valve, um, help press the release valve on that friction point. So marketing, as you build an organization, do you have enough leads coming in? Okay. Then you have sales. That sales is, is really a three-pronged thing and a real estate company. Right, you have um, sales ops, which is your nurture sequences, your follow-ups, your procedures, your scripting, um, your sales leadership. Then you have sales technique, which is actually the technique, the objections, the rebuttals, um, your reps on the phone. Then you have dispositions, because you have acquisitions and dispositions in this business, um, which same thing, you have, a, you, have a, you have a sales ops process for dispositions as well as the sales technique. So marketing and sales is the first two things that you will tackle. Um, do you have enough leads coming in? Are you making enough money on those leads? Then after marketing and sales, it moves on to um, uh, IT and data, right? IT and data are, no, sorry, marketing sales. Then it goes on to customer success. So on a real estate business, this could be transaction coordination. If you are an agency, that could mean that you are servicing your clients on a monthly basis and they're happy. Um, do you have a good customer success department? Making sure whatever product you're selling is being fulfilled. So that's transaction coordination, a little bit of dispositions and in a wholesaling business and development. You know, that could be, you know, making sure your site plans are getting approved, all that kind of stuff. It's fulfillment, right? Customer sexual customer success slash fulfillment. Do you have a process to fulfill the, the product you're selling to all these leads that are coming in? Okay, the next lever is IT and data. Do you have a good tech stack? Do you have systems in place? Do you have someone to service those systems and make sure they're optimized and your workflows are in place, your automations are in place? Um, as well as, do you have good KPIs on your company? That goes in IT and data department. Do you have the, vis- the visualization you need to see? And I'm a big proponent of, of track everything, but make decisions on a few key KPIs. 
So you shouldn't be making strategic decisions on more than two to three main KPIs that drive the most important bottleneck solutions in your company. Um, after IT and data, you have um, operations. So in a real estate company, um, if you're flipping, that can mean a, a GC team that's managing your jobs. And a wholesale company, ops, could be you know who's overseeing the managing the day-to-day of the company. This could be when you hire a COO. This could be when you hire a fractional COO. This one you could be when you promote someone to a manager position. Um, but ops is... Um, everything that goes into the operation of the company. Then you have leadership, which is how do you become the best leader you can and either A, run the company yourself, or B, build a leadership team that can continue to push the company forward. That is the natural progression that you should be following um, and that I've learned that translates across any industry when you're when you're building multiple companies. And I've built four mul- multiple million-dollar companies now using the same thing. I figure out product market fit. A lot of times for me guys, even when I'm still starting a company, I'm taking sales calls myself at first. I'm figuring out what PIF is, okay, PMF, sorry, product market fit. That's the most important thing of that zero to one million. What is product market fit? Okay, and so I'm gonna get a feel for that myself. A lot of my inner circle guys that are brand new, um, even when they're wholesaling, we know what the product is. I'm, I'm having them talk to sellers and really get a feel for what the right product market fit is for what they're trying to sell. Okay, after PMF, we find product market fit. Then we're going into how do we scale our marketing, right? Because product market fit and a partner and a VA can get you from zero to one million. But how do you go to five million? How do you go to ten million? You got to build the organization, and uh, that comes with a lot of things. But that that starts with marketing, sales, um, customer success, success slash fulfillment, IT and data, operations and leadership. Those are the, the five six levers you can pull on that I found that are true across any business model. And then once you're really good at the organization and you, you can hire a leadership team, then you can go build your next bridge. And then the vehicle might be more important. But no matter what your vehicle is, if you're struggling to get from that zero to one million, you have a product issue. And then beyond that, you have an organization issue. From 10 million to 20 million, 20 million to 30 million, it's different problems you're facing, right? You're facing liquidity, which is essentially capital. Okay, so either raising money or investing a lot of your money. Um, you know, you're usually facing capacity issues. So you're staffing up a ton, you're building, you're hiring a CEO, you're building a very strong leadership team. Um, that's the next level of scale is you bring in capital because the couple of levers you have to scale is capital, collaboration, code, and content. Okay. So starting off in this, in the startup phase, you can create content for your team, training processes, playbooks, even content for the world to bring customers in. You have some collaboration, you can hire a virtual assistant, you can bring in a partner, but for the most part, you don't have code or capital. So getting the three to five million, you can get on collaboration, you can get on content to go from five to 10 million, um, five to 10 million, 10 million plus and build a massive company. Then you need to bring in code and you need to bring in capital. So more capital, more liquidity and more code. So more automation, building your own custom solutions to what your client's needs are and your internal needs are. And that is how you build a big company. Those are the things I've seen to be true across the four different companies that I've started. Thanks for sticking around. This was an awesome show. Um, one of my favorite topics kind of goes into, you know, how do you conceptualize a startup versus a scale up versus a, you know, a, a, a big company. And this show, I help you, I hope, I hope helps you guys conceptualize that of what potential bottleneck that you're missing that you need to be attacking. Um, and as always, you know, this show, the idea for this show came from DMs I get about, Hey, cool. I feel stuck at a certain point in revenue. I get that DM all the time. I can't scale past X, Y, Z. And this show is to help you do that. So if you're listening to the show, leave me a DM about something else you want me to talk, talk about. Share this show on your story. Um, please, I read most messages I get from all across social media is about the show. And I do listen to feedback. I truly listen to feedback. Um, I'm going to be doing another round of guest appearances too. So let me know who you'd like to see on the show. And besides that, 
Again, a like, a review, a testimonial, a share means the absolute world to me. Um, I don't put paid ads behind this. This grows through word of mouth. And we've just crossed end of September. If you're listening to this, this is probably recorded two weeks ago or so. We just crossed two big milestones. The first big milestone we crossed is 50 episodes produced and published. The second big milestone is 20,000 downloads. 20,000 of you have decided to download the podcast and become part of what we're doing here at Off-Market Operator and take your own journey to becoming an off-market operator. And that's a big milestone because most podcasts never get past episode 37. Um, actually about 1% only get past episode 37. So we are well past that and we are going nowhere. This is only going to get better, bigger, better guests, better topics. And a lot of that comes down to your guys' feedback. So as always, like I love to say, like you guys hear me say every single show, you are only one deal away.